up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hello, friends. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, along with my partner, Fred Mooney. I'm excited to be here. We have got a great program for you today. Gary, today we're riding in this brand new truck, and we're going to pick up some listeners and bring Jesus to these drivers on the road for some great music, awesome testimonies, and a little preaching. What we want you to do is give us a call at 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. So buckle up, hang on, get ready, because we're going to have Church on the Road. 414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. That's the ice cream truck. Let's put on another song and let's have some ice cream. We'll be right back with more from Lonesome Road Ministries. Church on the Road Radio. Those windshield wipers fly 
stepping out of tempo Keeping perfect rhythm with the song on the radio But I gotta keep it rolling Ooh, I'm driving my life away Looking for a better way for me
We would like to hear from you at lonesomeroadministries.org or give us a call at 618-383-2107. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to send you some material. That's right, Fred. We've got some great music we'd love to send to them, just like that song they just listened to. That's off of Lonesome Road, Volume 4. That's Dennis McKay singing Driving Your Life Away. And we've got some awesome, powerful testimonies and music CDs that we can mail out free of charge. All they have to do is give us a call. Fred, let's put on another song off of Lonesome Road, Volume 4. There's a truck driver rolling down a lonely road Talking about Jesus as he pulls his load but they mock him when he tries to speak They say don't pay him no mind He's a Jesus freak So please don't hate him for what he might say He can't help it, he was born this way No, he can't help it, he was born this way now there's a schoolboy from a Christian home Every day that boy eats his lunch alone Cause he believes in the Bible about the creation And in that school that's an abomination So please don't hate him for what he might say he can't help it, he was born this way. No, he can't help it, he was born this way. Now there's a preacher that comes on my TV late. That man of God sure tells was even talking about a sinner's fate But the pundits on the TV are calling it hate So please don't hate him for what he might say He can't help it, he was born this way No, he can't help it, he was born this way Now the Son of God was hanging on a cross It was between two thieves that his life was lost They hated him for what he had to say But it was through his blood that they are born this way So please don't hate me for what I might say Because he arose again on the third day And by the grace of God I am born this way Yeah, by the grace of God I'm born this way That is a song by Verlin Gingrich that he wrote, Born This Way. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is being born again 
and letting Jesus Christ completely transform you into a new person. And we're going to share that message with you today that I preached at Orchardville Church. And I want to tell you what happened to me out there on that old lonesome road. So if you'd like to hear more music or if you'd like to hear Verlin Gingrich's testimony, we have it right here on Lonesome Road Ministries CDs. And we'd be glad to send it to you free of charge. Tell them how to contact us, Fred. We would like to hear from you at lonesomeroadministries.org. Or give us a call at 618-383-2107. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to send you some material. I'd been out west for about three weeks, just running the coast, up and down. When I finally found me a load headed back east, toward my hometown. It was a dark and stormy night when I got loaded down in L.A., so I thought I'd head back east for a little ways before I took my break. My wife and kids and those 18 wheels were humming through my mind. The rain was coming down, lightning flashed, and I saw the shadow of a man. I hit my air brakes and came to a stop. He come running up to my cab from the back. I knew right then there was something different about this man in black. Sure nice of you to stop, mister, he said as I was shifting into high gear. My name is Red, Red Dragon, he said with a sly grin. Then he said something that made my blood run cold. Your family will be all right without you, Big Tom. This is going to be your last run. We're fixing to have a really bad wreck just around the next bend. You see, my boss sent me to collect your soul. Oh, I got really nervous and started slowing my big rig down. My whole life flashed before me. I cried out, Jesus, Lord, please save my soul. I heard the thunder roll and a flash of light, and Jesus was all I saw. He had a crown of thorns with blood dripping from his finger. He pointed at me, and I heard him say, Little Red Dragon, you might as well tuck your tail and run, for this one belongs to me. The next thing I knew, I was sitting in a parking lot. The storm had passed, and God's sun was shining on my face. I said, Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your amazing grace. I picked up my cell phone and called my wife. I said, Honey, you ain't gonna believe what happened to me last night. I saw the angel of death, and he said he'd come to take my soul. But I saw you praying. You were praying for me, and I cried out, Jesus, come into my life. Please save my soul. I can't wait to get home, baby. I wanna tell everyone I know about this man called Jesus who just saved my soul. Well, drivers, fact or fiction, God only knows. The question is, do you have the faith that Big Tom showed? What if? What if it were you? Where would your run end? Heaven or hell? Eternity is just around the bend. What a glorious day it will be. Amen.
tell you about a glorious day in my life. August 13th, 1995, southbound on I-39, my Damascus Road, when I cried out to Jesus and he saved me, come into my heart and change me. I remember that day saying, Lord, I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll say anything you want me to say if you'll just save me. And he did. And I tell you, I've been trying to do everything that he's called me to do ever since. You know, God just wants to raise us up to higher levels in our ministry, in our lives, in our families. He really does. All we have to do is surrender to him and serve him. I know one of our uh, partners in the ministry, uh, a guy by the name of Terry Hopkins, his testimony, when he got saved, he said he was, he didn't know what to do. He said, so he just said, well, let's go to bed, Betty. So they went to bed and he was laying there and he said, Lord, if you ever need anything, I'm your man. And that's the attitude we all need to have. God, what do you want me to do? That's all we have to do is just ask, and he will tell us what we need to do. So I'm uh, grateful to be able to speak tonight. I appreciate the, the uh, confidence that the uh, church has in allowing me to be here and speak. So uh, let me just pray and get some direction from the Lord. Father, just help me, Lord, this, this night. Lord, hide me behind the cross and... And use me to speak your words tonight, Lord, so that others can grab a hold of the promise that you have for them. And Lord, they will ask and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? And Father, I just thank you for this night and just thank you for this church. Thank you for the congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to talk tonight about this man called Jesus. <laughs> My favorite subject. I'll tell you, that, that day I met Jesus out on the highway. I mean, I looked on the face of Jesus. Now, that might have been the man's image of what he's going to look like, but to me, it was Jesus. I looked right in his face. He had a crown of thorns. He had blood dripping from his finger, and he was pointing at me. And he said, this one's for you. I was asking for a sign, and he gave me one. So I got saved, and first thing I wanted to do was get back in church and start finding out who this man called Jesus was that I'd heard this preacher talk about, Russ Beatles. He talked about him, and I'd went there a few times, and he kept talking about this man called Jesus, and I didn't know, have a clue who he was talking about. But when I met him out on the highway... I found out, and then I came back into that church, and I started trying to find my place in this church. I wanted to do, I was like, I was like Terry Hopkins said, he said, I would just want to do anything. I'd, do, I'd join the women's choir if they'd let me, <laughs> and that's what we all need to be doing. We just want to serve God, anything we can do to serve him, and that's the way we have to be, so that was my thinking when I got back, got saved and got in that church. I, I just wanted to do something. And I, I talked about it uh, 
I don't know if it was last week or not, but I, I got up and my wife was in the choir singing. So I just thought, well, I'll just go up there and sing with her. And uh, I got up there and the next week she was sitting back here and I was up in the choir. And then the next week I stayed in the chair and she was up in the choir. I said, what's going on? She said, you can't sing. <laughs> You're messing me up. <laughs> so I found out real quick that God didn't want me to sing. That wasn't my ministry. But God has a ministry for each and every one of us if we would just search it out and find out. And uh, so I started studying and finding out who this man called Jesus was. I mean, I picked up that Bible and I started reading. And I was reading Genesis because that's the first chapter in the book. And I started reading Genesis and I kept looking for this man called Jesus and I couldn't find him. And I read the whole chapter and, and they'll start on the next one. And I finally went to Russ. I said, Russ, I'm not finding Jesus in this Bible. He said, well, where are you reading that? And I said, well, I'm reading in Genesis. He said, well, he said, I'm preaching in the New Testament. He said, why don't you start reading the New Testament, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He said, you'll find Jesus. And uh, he said, that's, the, that's a good place to start and that's where I'm preaching at. So read the New Testament first and then go back and read the Old Testament. I said, okay. So I started reading Matthew. I read all of Matthew and then I started reading Mark. And I read all of that and I thought, seems like I just read that. And then I read, started reading Luke. And I saw I went back to Russ and I said, Russ, what's going on here? I keep reading the same stories over and over. He said, well, he said, that's the four accounts of Jesus. It's told by four different people. He said, keep reading. He said, there's more stuff. You'll get into Acts and all kinds of good stuff in there. And so I did. I just kept reading and read the whole New Testament. And then I started reading the Old Testament and read it. And I just searching for something that God wanted me to do. And I didn't know what to do. But I, I was in the Sunday school class and, and uh, I found out that uh, every Sunday what they was talking about, it seems like I just read it. Does that ever happen? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I thought, well, I know the answer to that. And pretty soon nobody was giving an answer, so I'd give the answer. That the question that they asked because I just read it. It's amazing what happens when you read your lesson and read your Bible. <laughs> That's for all you Sunday school teachers. <laughs> but, uh, and it wasn't long they needed a teacher, so they, they started pointing at me, and I thought, well, I'm no teacher. But then I remembered what I told God. I said, I'll do anything you want me to do, God. And so I said, yeah, okay, I'll teach. I'll teach a class. So I started teaching a Sunday school class. Then I became the Sunday school superintendent. I just wanted to serve God. That's all I wanted. And that's what all of us need to be like that. Just, just serve God. What do you want me to do, God? And after that, uh, I became the Sunday school director. And I didn't even know what the Sunday school director had done. But I, I just, they, they wanted me to become one, so I did. It's kind of like joining the women's choir, you know. <laughs> you just do what God says. And so I did. And then uh, 
in uh, 1999, boy, I'll tell you, whoo, just praying every day, asking God, God, use me. There's got to be something I can do. And so, God spoke to me, started tape ministry. And I thought, man, I wouldn't even know where to begin there. And I, I, I just couldn't do it. But after struggling with that for quite a while, I finally realized that I couldn't do it. But God could do it through me if I just surrender and let him work through me. So I did. And, and I started a, a cassette tape ministry in October of 2000. And I just wanted to get people's testimonies because I love testimonies. I love people's stories of how God has changed them. And I started inviting people to come in and give their testimony. And my little sister came in and gave her testimony. And the title of it was Lost as a Goose in a Snowstorm. And she used this scripture right here, that our text tonight. It's uh, in uh, Matthew 12, verse 30. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. And her testimony was real short. I mean, I'll, I'll give you the short version. She was teaching a Sunday school class, and she wasn't saved. She just, they needed a teacher, so she volunteered. She could teach. And she started teaching a Sunday school class, and she ran across this verse right here, and it convicted her. God's word will convict us. And she got under conviction, and she just got miserable, she said. And she was making her husband, Kenny's life miserable. (laughs) And one night, Kenny finally said, he said, I don't know what's wrong with you. He, she said, I'm not saved, okay? <laughs> and he said, well, we can fix that. He said, all we got to do is kneel down right here at the couch and pray. And all you have to do is ask God into your heart and he'll save you. And so that's what they did. And she got saved right there and started doing other things for God. I mean, they, they have been faithful and, and went on mission trips and done all kinds of things for the Lord. And he that is not with me is against me. And he that gathers not with me scatters abroad. You know, after I got saved, I was, I was an over-the-road truck driver. And I put three crosses on my truck because I wanted to tell others that I was saved. I wanted to be a witness. I wanted to witness for Jesus. So I started putting crosses on my truck. I wore a bracelet. Remember the WWJD bracelet? I wore that bracelet for two years. I wanted everybody to know that I was a born-again Christian. Yeah. Mel, you might remember that. I was down there. We worked together when I got saved. Yeah. I, had a, I bought a T-shirt. I love T-shirts, Christian T-shirts. I bought this T-shirt. said, uh, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I love that T-shirt, man. Because I believe that. And uh, I was wearing that one day and some guy said, you know, your t-shirt's not right, don't you? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, if God said it, it don't matter what you believe, it's already settled. I said, that's true. (laughs) So I didn't wear that shirt no more, but I found me another one that I like. But I wanted to be a witness. I want to tell others what happened to me. And I shared my testimony with so many times, with so many people out on the road. And 
That's what we have to do. We have to find our place and then do what God has called us to do until he raises us up to the next level. And he's got plenty of levels for us if we will just do what he says. Uh, I'll tell you a time in my life when uh, I was lost back in the 80s. I worked in the oil field. And I worked with a guy by the name of Harold Dean Smith. And this guy was a Christian. And he brought his Bible to work every day in the oil field. And he would read that Bible. And I'd make fun of him. I did all kinds of things to make him mad because I wasn't a Christian. If you're not for me, you're against me. I was against God and I didn't even know it. I was letting the devil use me. There's so many people out there letting the devil use them. It's, it's pathetic. Amen. But Harold Dean Smith, me and him rode to work together. And uh, we, was, we became really good friends. And I really liked the guy. But then when I was at work, I treated him different because of sure. peer pressure. I didn't want them other guys to know that I kind of liked this guy because he was different. There was something wrong with that guy. There wasn't something wrong with him. There was something right with him. <laughs> there was something wrong with us, the people that didn't know Jesus. And it takes a, a real Christian to be able to go to sit in, a, in an oil field doghouse and read his Bible. Now, that's a real Christian. I can, I can count on one hand the number of people that actually witnessed to me when I was lost. There's not enough Christians out there that are being witnesses. Harold Dean Smith, he's one. Mike Steed, he was a preacher in Wayne City. He was my neighbor for several, several years. He witnessed to me. Russ Beatles. And a guy by the name of uh, Randy Kerber. You know Randy, yeah. Randy Kerber, when he got saved, yeah. me and him used to go out and we used to drink beer together. We used to do all kinds of things together. And when he got saved, the first thing he wanted to do was come tell me what had happened to him. And I can remember, I still picture him standing there giving his testimony to me. And I thought, man, there's something wrong with this guy. But there wasn't nothing wrong with him. Something had got right with him. There was something wrong with me. But he was trying to tell me what had happened to him. I remember Randy, he, he wouldn't look me in the eye. He was looking all up, everywhere except looking me in the eye because he was a brand new Christian. He, but he knew what he had to do. He had to tell somebody what happened to him. And that's what we as Christian people have to do. You know, there's too many people that want to sit on the fence and do nothing. There's a guy in the Bible I don't know if I got enough time to get there or not, but there's a guy in the Bible that was uh, one of the best fence setters there was, a guy by the name of Pilate. Remember Pilate in the Bible? Yeah. Uh, Jesus came before Pilate. He was the governor. And uh, <clears throat> Pilate said unto him, uh, let me, let me just read some of this. And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, 
This is Matthew uh, 27, verse 11. And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest, <laughs> You know. <laughs> you know. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witnessed against you? He's asking Jesus, aren't you hearing what they're saying against you? Why aren't you defending yourself? And he answered him, not a word. Insomuch that Pilate marveled greatly. He was impressed because Jesus wasn't defending himself. Now, it come a time for the feast. And uh, in this feast, they always let one, one uh, criminal go. And uh, I think Pilate figured out, I've got a plan how to let Jesus go. And nobody will know it's me. He brought the meanest, honoriest guy there. They had a prisoner in prison up there, a guy by the name of Barabbas. It says in verse 16, and they had then a notable prisoner. Now, notable, that means he was a bad dude. <laughs> the baddest guy in the prison. And he brought him up, and he wanted to let, he asked, which one shall I let go? And then while they were sitting there, his wife came in and said to him, have nothing to do with this man called Jesus, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. God was warning them to let him go, but they didn't do it because of peer pressure, pride. Too many people don't witness because of peer pressure, because of pride, because of, eh, I might say the wrong thing. Well, you might, but you might say the right thing. Somebody might just get saved. Amen. So Pilate said to them, what shall I do with this man called Jesus? And they all said unto him, crucify him. But Pilate says, I find no fault with him. But they yelled all the louder, crucify him. And so Pilate turned him over to them. He said, I wash my hands of this. Well, guess what? We can't wash our hands. God has called us to go out into the highways and hedges and compel people to come in. The Great Commission is what our, the only reason we're here and left here is because of the Great Commission. I'm about to lose my voice. Must be about time to quit. <laughs> yeah, it is. So uh, anyway, that's, I wanted to share that with you. There's a, there's a real cool story right here. <clears throat> uh, in this real life stories, Trucker's book. And it's kind of, a man had a dream. He was uh, sitting on a fence. On one side, there was a group stood, uh, this man called Jesus. On the other side, Satan. And a whole host of people all throughout there. Both Jesus and Satan began calling to the people in the groups. One by one, each of them made up their mind which side of the fence they was going on. This kept on until eventually the crowd was gone. And Jesus took off and Satan took off. 
And this man was still sitting on the fence. And it wasn't long, Satan come back. And he was looking all around. And the guy on the fence said, have you lost something? And he looked at him and he said, no, there you are. You come with me. He said, no, I, I chose neither one of you. I just wanted to stay on this fence. He said, well, the fence belongs to me. And he grabbed him by the hand and drug him off. And that's what happens to people that don't make a choice. So, let me tell you about Jesus, about my best friend, the man I fell in love with out on the highway, out on my Damascus Road, out on I-39. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation, the creator of all. He is the architect of the universe, the manager of all time. He always was, he always is, he always will be. Unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced and eased pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead and brought life. He has risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. The world can't understand him. Armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him. And the leaders can't ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. The people couldn't hold him. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't find him. The New Age can't replace him. And Oprah can't explain him away. His life, love, longevity, and law. He is life, law, love, longevity, and law. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness, and love. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, good. His way is right. His words are eternal. His rules unchanging. His mind is on me. His mind is on me. I can just see Jesus has my picture on his refrigerator in heaven. <laughs> Amen. I like that. He's my redeemer. He's my savior. He's my God. He's my priest. He's my joy. He's my comfort. He's my law. He rules my life. So therefore, I am a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have Holy Ghost power. The die has been cast. I'm a disciple of his. I won't look back. Let up, slow down, back up, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present is, makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knee, colorless dreams, tame vision, chintzy giving, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need prosperity, position, promotion, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith, walk by patience, lift by prayer, and labor by the Holy Spirit power. My face is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven. My road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions few, my guide reliable, my mission for the lost is clear. I will not be bought, compromised, deterred, lured away, turned back, deluded, deceived, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of my enemy, negotiate at the table of the adversary ponder at the pool of popularity or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, let up, or shut up until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, and paid up, and preached up for the cause of this man called Jesus. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all I know, and work till he comes for me. And when he comes, he will not have a problem recognizing me. Because I am sold out 
and I refuse to quit. I am a born-again believer, and I want everybody to know it. On a lonely, lonesome highway, you pass the point of no return. While listening to the engine moan, it reminds you of all that you've done wrong. About your family waiting on you back home and it kind of makes you wonder why you do the things you've done riding across this country searching for your youth you don't know why you keep driving you don't know what else to do you think about your life and the lessons that you've learned the road is a jealous mistress you stay at home Well you stop at the next truck stop To fuel your rig and call back home You feel that lonesome creep upon you Like the icy fingers of the cold You pretend it doesn't bother you But you just want to explode And then you start to wonder why you do the things you've done Riding across this country Searching for your youth You don't know why you keep driving You don't know what else to do You think about your life And the lessons that you learn The road is a jealous mistress She won't let you stay at home Seven hundred miles a day You spend half your life sitting in a cab Driving the rest of it away And you think about the life you've led While you're out there on the run As you get back to your wondering Why you do the things you've done Searching for your youth You don't know why you keep driving You don't know what else to do You think about your life And the lessons that you learn The road is a jealous mistress She won't let you stay at home You know the road is a jealous mistress She won't let you stay at home I know that's a message has hit home to a lot of people, and there's some people out there right now that just need prayer. And so uh, we want to invite them to call us. My phone number is 618-383-2107. And Fred, there's a lot of people may want to give you a call, so why don't you give them your phone number? Uh, you can reach me at uh, 618-599-7474. Or you can reach me at 618-898-1164. And I would love to talk to you and help you any way I can. So, friends, we want to ask you today, if you died today, would you go to heaven? That's the question we want to ask you. 
You know, that's the most important question you'll ever answer in your life. If you died today, do you know 100% in your heart that you'd make heaven your home? You know, Fred, the, the Bible gives us that assurance that we have salvation. It's found in 1 John chapter 5 and verse, uh, let me just read it to you, verse 13. It says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. You, we can know that. It's, it's right here in, in the Bible. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. That is such a comfort yeah. to know that you're going to make heaven your home should you die. And, you know, I know we're making this for everybody, but you take a trucker out here on these highways, he comes within inches of death every day he drives. Yes, he does. You're exactly right. So, friends, drivers, if you don't know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven, then pray a little prayer with us right now and pray this with all your heart. And God will save you. It's guaranteed right here in this book. Just pray, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I surrender my life to you. I want to be a Christian, and I want that assurance that I have a home in heaven. And I will live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let me tell you who I am I was a thief, I told lies I hung beside Jesus Christ When he was crucified I felt forever in the wind Wanted him to set me free Your Bible says I'm just the one Who said, dear Lord, remember me Please remember me blood, I saw the scar. I never stole again, and I found eternity. The gospel says I'm just the one who cried out, Lord, Side. He spoke words full of sin. 
I'm not sure where he went I never saw his face again The stars were in the sky I cried out, Lord, set me free You're talking to the one Who said, dear Lord, remember me Please remember me Lord, I know who you are Yes, I felt the pain Says I'm the one who asked, dear Lord, remember me. Let me tell you who I am. I was a thief, I told lies. Now I walk with Jesus Christ in a place called paradise that's Ramsey Prine and that's off of Lonesome Road volume 4 and that's such a powerful powerful song Fred I just love that song and I know you do too so let's tell our listeners once again how to contact us and how to get our free, let me say that again, free CDs. We'll send them to you free of charge. Just contact us and let us help you with your walk with Christ. We would like to hear from you at lonesomeroadministries.org or give us a call at 618-383-2107. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to send you some material. Do us a favor. Tell your friends and neighbors about Lonesome Road Radio. Yeah, and also here at Lonesome Road Radio, we have apps for your phone. You, that's right. You can download an app right on your phone to Lonesome Road Radio. Sound of the soul guitar to tell the Lord what's on my heart. There's nothing like a fearless driving rain to wash the stain from my heart. Sometimes I wonder why you set me free. There's no place tonight I want to be One foot on the other, I was running down the line 
cried out to Jesus, I was running out of time. Will I ever really change? Can I walk out of the dark? I'm just telling you what's on my heart. Sometimes I feel like a lonely train So I ease the pain From my heart I start to pray Cause he brought me out the dark yeah, The good Lord changed My crazy heart I'm wild-eyed and crazy I was lost, but now I'm found I caught a glimpse of heaven And angels do walk on the ground I can't believe you set me free I can't believe I've come so far Telling you he can change your crazy heart There's nothing like the sound of this old guitar To tell the Lord How he changed my heart And now for a check of the time, Fred. Looks like it's time for another great song from Lonesome Road Radio.
God bless you all for listening today. And remember, God loves you. And we here at Lonesome Road Ministry, hey, we love you too. We'll talk at you later. Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree If you've enjoyed what you heard and you would like to talk to Lonesome Road Ministries give Gary a call at 618-383-2107 That's 618-383-2107 2107. Call today. Or you can log on to our website, lonesomeroad.org. We would love to hear from you. And that phone number that Fred gave you, you can also text me your mailing address. We'd love to get you on our mailing list and send you some of these every month out there on the road. And remember this, friends. Jesus loves you. And we do too. We'll talk at you later. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.